Do not be afraid, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Do not be afraid, little flock. Let's, let's rest in that for a moment. Jesus telling his disciples, telling us, do not be afraid. What fears grip our hearts? What fear might Jesus be speaking to in your life? And when he says this, look at how Jesus sees us. A little flock. Do not be afraid, little flock. His beloved. I love the little in little flock. Me, little, when I have an ego that can fill this space. <laughs> totally outsized at many times. Little flock. You and me, right-sized. And just one of many. And then the kicker. It is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. The kingdom for us? No matter who we are, no matter what we've done, Jesus is proclaiming that the gift of God's kingdom is for us in the here and now and fully in eternal life. This is the gift of God's liberation, justice, and love coming into being. Now talk about generosity. This is the ultimate divine generosity. God giving of himself in Christ and giving us God's kingdom. And this is something that makes God happy. It's your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. So we're sitting here at the beginning of this gospel reading, bathing in the invitation not to be afraid bathing in God's love as his little and her little flock, and bathing in God's generosity. So where does Jesus go from there? Pretty much to the heart of what scares many of us, money, possessions. And he says, sell your possessions, give to the poor. Jesus is challenging us to look at what we cling to and what most of us cling to most tightly. Jesus is challenging us to look at our treasure, both literally and figuratively. For, as he says, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So this gospel passage, by starting out about the, with those words, do not be afraid, essentially points to fear being a good place to start, to discover what we treasure. And Jesuit priest Larry Gillick writes that fear basically tells us what is very important to us. What do we want to protect? What do we want to defend ourselves against? And Jesus gives us one practical way to move through that fear. Be generous, just as God is generous with us. Give to the poor. Give of our power and abundance to those not living in power or abundance. So the gospel passage is, 
putting our fears, be they financial or otherwise, in an interesting conversation with generosity. Fear, generosity, generosity, fear. And inviting us as the beloved flock who God loves abundantly to have faith in that divine abundance. The New Testament scholar Audrey West writes that God's providence enables a response that runs counter to the human propensity to be afraid. A response that challenges the tendency to hold on to what one has in order to protect against what might happen. God's providence and generosity, it is all around us for us to see our our lives, our planet, our community, people we love, and the love and light of Christ, whether we perceive it or not, all around for us to connect with. And so Jesus is pointing at a really hard training ground, financial generosity, as a way from reorienting our hearts out of fear of losing earthly treasures, reorienting them to the ultimate treasure that will not wear out. God, Jesus. Theologian Henry Nouwen writes that generosity begets generosity. When we give, we start seeing what we've been given. We start seeing God's generosity towards us and we start wanting to give more. And we also start seeing when we give where the world is out of sync with God's vision of liberation and justice for everyone. So when we give, our hearts start reorienting themselves to those we serve. And we start seeing people in need. My first experience with this was volunteering and starting to volunteer in college for a hotline for survivors of sexual assault. And I didn't think at the time there were very many people who had been sexually assaulted, and I definitely thought it was only women. And I learned very, very quickly, the more I was immersed in doing that hotline work, how terribly prevalent sexual assault is of women and even men, adults and children. I started seeing the signs and I started wanting to do more. Same thing happened in our family when my brother was devo- developed schizophrenia and we collectively dove into caregiving. We didn't think there were that many people with the disease, but as of 1991, there were two times as many people we found out with schizophrenia as have Alzheimer's. And all of a sudden we're seeing severe mental illness all around us. And as we're giving and advocating, people we'd known our whole lives start coming out and saying, oh, my brother, oh, my mother, and sharing about people they knew. Entering into generosity opens our eyes to needs, and they're needs that inspire us to give through God's grace. So big picture giving of what we have, whether it be our time, talent, or treasure, reorients our hearts to the divine. And reorients us to the kingdom 
that God has already given us and the fullness of the ultimate kingdom to come. Ignatian spirituality starts, is rooted in this idea of gratitude, looking for where is God in my life? Where was God today on a daily basis? That gratitude for gifts being given then works on us and helps us give. Scholars of spirituality and money describe it this way. That when we look at what we have, our finances, our power as a big spectrum, we tend to think that we earned all that, that we caused all that to happen. And then if we start becoming aware of God, we start thinking, well, maybe this part was God's, and this is mine. So I'm going to give back this part. And the challenge is, they say, to see it all as a gift of God, and that every decision we make of how we use those gifts, our time, our talent, and especially, and also, our treasure, that all of those are decisions about building God's kingdom. When we're paying our rent, our mortgage, we're building God's kingdom by making a safe home building God's kingdom by spending money to feed our families, to feed others. Budgets, as have been, has been said by uh, many people, and the original quote is not attributable or is attributed to over two dozen people, budgets are moral documents. Where we actually spend our money shows where our hearts lie. If we say our hearts are with Jesus, are we actually giving to better Jesus' world? Are we participating in the incarnation of God's love and generosity towards us? Are we making incarnate the love we proclaim in words, the love we proclaim of all humankind and all who are suffering around us? Jesus is saying, sell your possessions, give to the poor. In that, he's saying, help build my kingdom. Are we being Jesus's practical arms and legs in the sacred body of Christ? Now, I'm not winding up for a big pitch for everyone to give money to St. A's, <laughs> even though I'd love that. We would love that. And I'm also not winding up to say, give everything so, oh, by the way, then you become dependent on everybody else's generosity. When Jesus says, sell and give to the poor, he's not suggesting an aesthetic lifestyle, but rather a strategic appropriation of our possessions, because they are all gods. And the less we cling to mine, the less we need to have mine and protect mine, the less we need to fear. And the less we need to fear, the more we know that a life of giving actually helps us to live more fully. Doing the do of this, being truly generous, isn't easy. I tend to rest on that 
give of your time, talent, and treasure. I really like resting heavily on the time and the talent. Not so easy to look at my relationship with money and my treasure. But the call is to take a hard look at our finances. Take a hard look at our gifts. And we can practice generosity. And I think that's what Jesus is pointing to in this passage when he says, do not be afraid. It's my Father's pleasure to give you this kingdom. Now sell all. Go out and practice generosity. In the words of a 12-step motto, fake it till you make it. Henry Nouwen wrote that even a seemingly small act of generosity can grow into something through God's grace far beyond what we could ever ask or imagine. Grow into the creation of a community of love in this world. God's love in this world, God's kingdom. This is co-creation with God of God's kingdom in the here and now. So, do not be afraid, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Amen.